Hello and welcome to Surprisingly Music. I am Trevor. And I am Taryn. And this is a great episode today that we're going to have in store for you because it is doing one of my favorite bands today. It's an episode. It's an episode. <laughs> you have your episodes and I have mine. It's the whole point of the show. We give yeah. and take. Yeah. Like, Pitch and catch. Yeah, it's like a 69. It's all about giving and receiving. Somebody's got to have a dick in their mouth. <laughs> Except lesbians. Uh, they have all the fun. <laughs> this podcast has already gone off the rails. We're a little rusty, even though we would. Yeah, no, why. we're like, what, one day late recording? Suddenly we forget who we are. I forget <sighs> who I am on a all weekly right. basis. So I don't know how to pronounce the name of this so album. So it is pronounced. This is the White Stripes second album. D Stil. It's Dutch. Yeah. And it is called it's in Dutch it translates to the style. But it's named after a an Dutch art movement. Yeah, an art yeah. movement um from mid century. I don't know anything about it. I, don't I, care. I I tried to look it up and it pulled up the art style first, but I think that's just Google knowing its audience that I don't listen to the white stripes. No, it does it for me too. Okay. Um <clears throat> Because it was a very popular movement. And this is actually not their most popular album. It's yeah, a it's, fan favorite. It's not even like on the top four on mm-hmm. like the Spotify page. The So the reason I chose this one for you is because um, this one does not have Meg singing on it solely. Okay. And I, don't I, like I heard her uh, contributing. Yeah, she did but, backup vocals, yeah. but there, are, there, are, there's like a song on each album after this that, uh, um, were you know she's she's on them, and it was either this album or their very first album, and I felt like this would probably be. This would the, have a couple songs on it for you, but kind of show you other sides of the white stripes because their first yeah. album is pretty just like you're just like was this recorded through a fucking tomato can it's so um, raw that this definitely did have some aspects of the white stripes that i'm not familiar with so mm-hmm. it was uh in my opinion a good choice but i haven't heard their other albums so yeah yeah <laughs> it could be a bad choice and i just wouldn't know better but yeah it did, considering, like, I only knew maybe three songs from the White Stripes. And one of them is Seven Nation Army. Yeah, it was like, okay, this isn't, like, those three songs. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. um, just background on the White Stripes. The White Stripes, Jack White, Meg White. We've talked about them with the Black Keys episode. Yeah. Because that was a whole Another thing. garage rock bluesy two-piece band. Yeah, that I chose. Yep. Uh, where are they from? Pattern. Uh, so the White Stripes are from Detroit, Michigan. Detroit, Detroit, Michigan. Um, they uh, so Jack White is the guitarist. Meg White is the drummer. Um, we'll just say percussive and and other, all the other instruments are Jack because they do play yeah. piano on this album. Yep. Um, so Jack White uh, kind of grew up, you know, being a musician. Mm-hmm. Um, it was kind of his thing. Family's a large family, Catholic family. Uh, he was, he started out as a drummer. That's what he actually started to play. And then most, his, most good musicians start out as drummers. And then they switch to the real instruments. <laughs> I mean, you can't, you gotta say for starting guitar in your teenage years, uh, you know, yeah. After being, becoming a drummer and, and being a damn good guitarist is, yeah. is, doesn't happen very often. Um, so yeah, he started it with Meg White, and they both kind of met on the music scene in Detroit. I'm not going to go into a huge detail about their because I've 
I've yeah. read a Jack White biography, so I, I can go into super depth detail, but I'm not going to because it's kind of just dumb yeah. and pointless. So we're here to talk about an album, yeah, not but, a pretentious rock star. That's true. Um, so uh, the they they kind of met on the music scene in Detroit, and they, they got married, even though they told everyone they were brother and sister. They did that to avoid press, you know, yeah. which I think is honestly the better idea. Yeah. When you see when you see all the shit that happened with like all the other celebrities and stuff like that at the time, you know, who like Britney Spears, she just had yeah. a fucking documentary come out here about how she was like how she went off the deep end because of the fucking horrible horrible media and internet and all the shit out there. Yeah. Um so I think that was the right move, but anyway, they ended up getting I think they got divorced by their second album, this album. And they were together for another 11 or 12 years? Um, from the little research I did, it looked like they were together for this album, but not after this album. Yeah, it was like relatively right there. Yeah. Um, they were they were divorced longer than they were together for the band. Because okay. this is their second yeah. album. The first one came out in 99. Yeah. Um, but and yeah, so this has become a cult favorite with Garage Rock Jack White, White Stripes fans. This is like mm -hmm. one of their favorite albums, Die Still. Um, so. So from what I saw this, um, because I was listening to this album, and I was a little salty at some parts. And so I was like, who the fuck produced this? Because whoever produced it needs to never produce music again. And then I looked it up, and Jack White produced the album in his living room with an eight-track Tascam recorder, and it all made sense. Just like the Black Keys album that we yes. listened to. Yes. Except they did it in their basement. Yes. But um, now that's something we'll get into when we talk about yeah. the album, because I know you are. I'm just. You'd be a good producer. I'm just saying, um, just because you are a super talented musician, because I'm not taking away from Jack's like talent he's a great musician he's a really good singer he's an amazing guitarist he's a great songwriter but that doesn't mean you should produce your own music um music production like is more of like a sonic like perfection thing and like knowing more about like the flow of the song and transitioning from part to part it's about understanding like kind of like the science and like aspect of the song almost like, he's the artist. Now he needs someone who, like, will have, like, the best paint available for him. And he, he I, doesn't produce well. <laughs> I I agree with what you're saying, but unfortunately to this genre, I don't think that it vibes well. I think what you are getting at is, like, you're, like, talking about the Black Keys. Their stuff is, like, basically better produced White Stripes music, I think, is the, just the clean and... Super simple way of, of oversimplifying it. Um, well, way of saying it. Like, in some of their songs, the transitions just sound straight amateurish. Like, going from, like, a verse to a pre-chorus or into a chorus. Like, it looked like he had two ideas that were, like, in the same key, kind of the same vibe, but then just had no idea how to get to them. So he would just throw in something weird in the middle like complete dead air except for a drum tapping on the rim of the drum just and it was like okay cool that definitely flowed it didn't but you know like 
he just like doesn't understand how to move from one section of the song to other to the others as well as a producer should and a producer being there to be like hey you should put like this in the middle so it connects better because they see I, those better. i know i know which song you're talking about on that and and i i have to disagree yeah you because got it's taste. <laughs> you have your taste yeah it's, I'm, I'm fucking with you Jesus. i know but like it's it's just a completely different style of music this is this is like super blues heavy. I mean, there's two just blues covers on this song that that are just you know it, it's where they didn't have producers. Yeah, but it, they were recording in a fucking bar in Louisiana. Yeah, but that doesn't mean you should just have bad transitions. Like, that, but I, it's the thing though. I know the exact piece that you're talking about. But then and I think it sounds great. But then there's other ones where it's just like. You could tell they just put like a random one bar fill in the middle of it because you just could tell they had no idea how to move the song. Like it was just like they just made a lot of bad calls on the transitions. Like the verses and the choruses themselves were fine, but just almost every song, the space in between just was like they were kind of looking at it like just start playing shit and then we'll start playing the next part. And it was just like Every single time it happened, it would just, like, take you out of the experience. Then, okay, back into it. I think that's because you're coming from a different view, which is always good. Of songs and... that flow. <laughs> okay. Yeah, you can have your own fucking opinion. Oh, Jesus. You can have your own fucking opinion. But this is a different style of music. This is completely... A lot of this is was off the cuff. Okay. It was, it was okay. just... I'm... <laughs> I understand where you're coming from, from your point of view, because I know your type of music, and I, I think that it's overproduced. Well, yes, and I get that everything flows silky smooth. Well, no, like, even, like, let's look at, like, a band that we notoriously bring up on the po podcast that I don't like. The Beatles have amazing transitions. Like, just, like, the way they go from verse to chorus is perfect. Cause they it's not knew the same like, type of music. Though. Yeah, but I'm saying like they know what chords and what like drum patterns to put in between their parts. Well, they also had an incredible producer. Yeah, <laughs> like, but I, like we've even like had like kind of like bluesier stuff that did have like just good like flow between. The, like, you could get in. So the 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 Black Keys blues and the Black Pistol Fire blues is I'd say in the same tree as the white stripes yeah. obviously but but Jack White's blues is is a a different type of blues that you're not it's not the BB King or yeah. or or Howlin' Wolf style blues this is like Yeah it's it's much more garage rock than no, no, no! I'm not talking about garage yeah. rock. I'm talking about the, the 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 influences that he's talking about. Like the the last song on the album is is your Southern Can is mine. That's Blind Willie McTell. That's like ragtime blues, okay. where it's like it's so it's so like niche in how he's influenced or how he's bringing it in to his music is it's weird. And he's he's an off the cuff kind of guy. Like I feel like all of these songs were recorded like in one take like he did them in one full take and he's like oh we didn't do it on that take let's do it again and he did the whole song yeah you can very much tell by some of the parts like some of the imperfections of the parts which for the genre is what you want you don't want perfect you want like 
a natural feel to it, but you could definitely tell like you should have done a, a second take of that chorus, but you didn't. You just because also, it was a, all a part of the one good take. Yeah, but but some of the stuff he's doing, it's like that was probably the best he could get it. Yeah, where because he's like like I'd say almost half these fucking songs are slide guitar, and mm-hmm. and when he's you know up here with the 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 drop d tuning you know fucking around with that and then he's got to slide up to the 17th fret on the bottom e string yeah or the top e string whichever the fuck one it is um but yeah let's get into the album let's get into the album she's pretty good looking for a girl for a girl um i thought that this was like a kind of a fun way to start the album it's obviously a very weird uh title yeah song like a title for a song you're pretty good looking for a girl it, and in the lyrics it doesn't really explain itself yeah it doesn't um but it's just still kind of like a weird like fun song and this yeah. one i i feel like this one is one of the songs that has like the most imperfections in it mm-hmm. for me that you were talking about yeah but that's kind of like one of those things it's like girl freckles yeah um like no, girl this, freckles. This, this is uh my favorite song on the album Right out the fucking gate. Really? <laughs> yeah. I did not expect that. Yeah, no, just the, the, I was, the song you, started playing, and I was like, I want cool. everyone, I want everyone to go back and listen to the last Surprise Lee music at the very end when I told him that this was it, and he looked it up, and he goes, you're pretty good looking for a girl. And <laughs> <laughs> just see the look on his face, and then that was his favorite song. Yeah, no, um, the riff and the melody pairing like worked super well together. Um, his vocal performance was really good in the way that, like, just the way he applied, like, grit and kind of, like, getting a little bit, like, overtony at some part, like, really just went with that super, like, raw guitar vibe. Yeah. Where it was just, like, they just, like, harmonized perfectly. The guitar and his voice? Yeah. I, 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 um, I'm a huge Jack White fan, but I think he, um, sings, like, dog shit. Here, okay, here's how I'm going to put it. You have hit, you have vocals, guitar, and drums for the yeah. White Stripes. Those are the three main instruments. They'll put pianos and fucking yeah. tambourines and shit in. Um, the guitar is fucking exceptional, if not legendary. Um, the vocals are good enough with the guitar, and the drums are good enough. <laughs> I wouldn't call the drums good enough, but yeah. <laughs> Dude, so pretty much the whole way through... Um, the song or the album? The album. Um, Meg just sounds like she is like her shoulders are just and her back are nothing but like tensed up and she's just like just trying so hard to like stay in time. It just sounds like super like rigid. So and I I, I see where that's coming from. Um so when you listen or when you watch a live performance of the white stripes this goes back to what you were saying about how they need a producer because yeah. it's it's erratic. Jack White is very erratic. He kind of will just go off and do something. His his live performances are fucking crazy. He goes yeah. off and will just do crazy things. And the other musicians have to watch him. Yeah. Because they're like, what's he going to do? I need to make sure that I'm staying in time with him. And there's a – I can't oh, – what song is it? Um, I think it's Death Letter where there's like several tempo changes. Yeah. And and you're just like, I fucking Jesus, you got to keep up with that shit. Yeah. Um, so, I I I give her a benefit of the doubt on that one, and just say the drums were just what the white stripes needed. Yeah. Just to just to get it by. Yeah. 
but yeah, like, I do. It, I do get the rigid thing. It's it's like um, compare her to the drummer for the Arctic Monkeys or the drummer for the Royal Blood, like just yeah. ones that I know. They're way more just. It does sound way more fluid, and it and yeah. it's. Honestly, the the drumming for Royal Blood is probably the better part of Royal Blood. Yeah, <laughs> I mean the bass the, is their, great. Their drumming is fucking. Their amazing. drumming is fucking amazing. But yeah, like that's just kind of another place where a uh, producer will come in handy because it's like they'll hear like, yes, you are playing in time, but like relax a bit. Like you yeah. know, like they just like will notice those little things that are like it'll sound better if you do this. Yeah, so, uh, but you know that's just uh, yeah. If you listen to anything that Jack White's record label puts out, Third Man Records, you can definitely tell that it's. I don't want to say that it's not produced. It's just he. I think he gives more like he's like more of that raw sound kind of guy. Yeah, which is fine. But you should still have someone in the room who's just super well versed in recording and like overall like studio performance that is like. Hey, don't be so tight. Hey, like, you know, strum a bit harder on the guitar in this part. Be a little softer on this part. I think the perfect kind of producer would be someone who is who is well-versed in music, but I wouldn't say that they're a musician. Oh, yeah, no. Like, maybe they play <clears throat> like a they, little music, like, but obviously they it's, have like, to not under, their thing. Yeah, they have to understand music and, and everything yeah. like that, but they're not one who's, like, like Kanye. Kanye is apparently a great producer. You know, I've heard – we've all heard songs of his before he was famous. Um, you, we all have. I mean, he did Mi- a bunch of Kid Cudi songs. <laughs> I haven't listened to Kid Cudi. I mean, they're in they're in okay. movies and shit okay. like that. Yeah. Um, but you know, and then he blossomed into his own thing, yeah. an artist, and and uh, you know, I don't, I don't. He probably has producers. I don't know yeah. where I was going with that, but all right. Um. So yeah, pretty good looking for a girl was a fucking banger of a song. Okay. okay. Great way to start the album. Yeah. And next we have Hello Operator. This is one of my favorite, uh, White Stripes songs. Okay. Hello Operator. One fun fact I love about this song is this song does not have a chorus. Yeah, think about it. It does not have a chorus. I mean, it kind of does. It's just not like your typical chorus. Like, the whole song is kind of the same. Yeah. Um, it's kind of in the same way that um, not to insult Hello Operator, but it's kind of like uh, the song by The Killers, uh, Mr. Brightside, where it's kind of like, yeah, it's just like... The only repetitive thing is I'm Mr. Brightside. And the only repetitive thing in this thing yeah. is Hello Operator and then the rest of the verse. Yeah. That's the only thing that, that stays the same. Um, yeah. I love this song. It's it's just super fun. And it's that raunchy white stripes noise, you know, that, that made them famous when they get, you know, like the hardest button to button later on. Mm-hmm. That power chord and then the riff, power chord, riff. It's it's a It's a classic it was the only single off the album as well mm-hmm. um i liked it i can't believe that you didn't like that one more than you're pretty good looking for a girl um personally i cannot stand the sound of blues riffs that like it's just like it always just like every time it hits my ear i'm just like yeah you've mentioned that multiple times before to me that yeah. you can't you don't understand why they'll go from like uh, like an open like an e like a a, a a deep e sound to all the way up the neck well it's like not even that it's just like that like overly mid heavy guitar tone it's just like i just can't stand it and then they oh, like man. feel the need to like just like bend 
every fucking note <laughs> they play. Soul. I, it just it just doesn't sound good to me. <laughs> Soul, brother. <laughs> um, um, so you're really gonna hate the next song then? Yeah. Um, Little bird. Yeah. Um, so again, I think his voice paired really well here. Um, because in the beginning he got he gets that kind of deeper tone. Yeah. You know? I got a little bird, you know. I'm not talking about little bird. I'm talking about Hello Opera. Oh, you're still on that one? Yeah. Oh. It does one I haven't talked about yet. Uh, <laughs> um, so they paired really well. This is a song with the really dumb drum tapping that was out yes. of place and served no purpose. Um, I put the transitions weren't good. They were obviously done by a musician and not by a real producer. Um, <laughs> I mean, because... It was such musician take like decisions. Like there's definitely a difference in the decisions made between an artist and the, the producer. And they were such like, yeah, you're a musician <laughs> to make those calls. Um, but um, I think one of the biggest hangups I have about the song um, is that it, it sounds like the vocals and the guitar were just like mixed at like two different times and weren't like kind of compared to one another. So like they mixed the guitar and they're like, okay, cool. The guitar now sounds like we want. And then next day he came back and just mixed the vocals and was like, okay, now that sounds like what I want, but they sound like different in a way. Like it almost sounds like they're two different songs, but then they like overlaid the vocal. I, I hear that. I hear yeah. what you're saying. Um, I can, I can tell that, um, I don't know if that's a downfall for me. Yeah. But uh, I, I, I can I pick up what you're putting down. Yeah. But um, like his vocal performance reflected the song really well. So I'm not going to get on his case about like that being like an inherently bad thing about the song because he may not have done it. It could have been a mixing engineer because I didn't see any credits for any like audio production team at all. So maybe it was all Jack. No, yeah, uh, he they recorded it all and, and produced it all and then and then put it out on an indie record label called Sympathy for the Record Industry. Yep. And um apparently they put out like so few like copies of the album that like people like were just like desperately trying to find it cuz they would hear it amongst all the rap rock of the early 2000s and we're like holy shit i want this and then we're just going around to like every record store and just no one would carry it because like there was too who, who's this shit <laughs> yeah well that's yeah. another thing about the white stripes is they kind of filled that void of rock yeah that, that like late 90s early 2000s there was like really no good rock music. yeah it was like all like rap rock rap and, and r&b yeah um and you and whatever rock you did have wasn't that great because grunge was over yeah and and then you know all the new stuff new metal hadn't really come out yet yeah like it um, was just about to start like lincoln park and shit yeah like in like, this and there was just that void and and yeah the white stripes kind of filled that void and then yeah made they then they made their own scene with the garage rock scene or they expanded yeah. it because it was pretty big in detroit already yeah like it was already a thing they were just the ones to get famous and so bring weird to that it. in the late 90s detroit was the place for music yeah <laughs> like i was reading that jack white biography and you're like you're hearing like you know all these all these bands that other bands have said that, that they were influenced by and you've never heard of those bands you got eminem coming out of there like two yeah. two genres came out of detroit yeah <laughs> it's so weird 
Um, all um, right, so up next we got Little Bird. Little Bird. So you obviously don't like this song because it's got the 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 deep yeah notes and then the, he's slide. This is a slide guitar song. Yeah, one hundred percent. Um, another overly bluesy riff is what I have down. Um, I like the I like the like smoothness of the intro though, like that nice kind of like just like chill vibe intro into yeah. the song. And then um, at a minute forty five in, um, the bridge where like it starts getting like faster over time, um, like the music completely comes down, and then he starts playing uh, starts doing like a tremolo tremolo. I don't know how to pronounce tremolo. it. Uh, picking on the guitar and then the drums like slowly kind of pick up speed like I every single time I listened to it thought Little Bird had ended and then that was the start of a new song <laughs> and yeah. then I looked down and like nope still Little Bird yeah um, this I'd have to say is my was one of my I, this is going to be my favorite White Stripe song off this album okay do you see the distinction that I yes. made this uh, my favorite I, I saw it White Stripe song off this album um, um, so I'm going to assume one of them's a cover other two covers that i know of on this album okay uh i wonder if i shit on them you probably do because they were by blues artists (laughs) you like that pause (laughs) (laughs) i see what you did there (laughs) jesus that was accidental too (laughs) um yeah uh, it's not i didn't really dislike the song but it was definitely not uh my cup of tea no, yeah, I, I, I kind of thought that. Um, uh, yeah, no, I, I, I like this song. It was very bluesy. It feels a lot longer than it is. That's another thing, too, that I was realizing that there's... It's so crazy how this is like, uh, it's um, 13 songs and it comes in at under 40 minutes. Oh, yeah, a lot of the songs were sub two minutes. Sub two minutes, but then you do have yeah. there are a few that are like four, four and a half. You have a couple yeah. that are four, four and a half minutes. Yeah. That probably shouldn't be. Um uh yeah, like Death Letter. Yeah, um, Death Letter is one of them that I think is too long, and that is also a cover. <laughs> um, um, but yeah, I like Little Bird. I think it's my favorite song off the album. I like the slide guitar, and and Jack White is incredibly good at the slide guitar. Um, so yeah, yep. Um, Apple Blossom. Apple Blossom. This one has become an iconic song. Um, it I, was. I really liked it. It's a nice yeah. little just acoustic song. It's just a nice, smooth, like minimal song. Yeah, it's I, I, the piano comes in. I yeah. mean, he's playing acoustic guitar and playing piano, mm-hmm. so you, they this had to be a produced song, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> so this one is probably, I think, the best produced song on the album. Yeah, I would say so. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, it's been used in the Hateful Eight by Quentin, Quentin Tarantino. Um, oh it, yeah, yeah, it was in well, that. Uh, I think I love this song. It's a great song. I I would say it's probably up there with "We're Gonna Be Friends" as one of the best uh, acoustic White Stripe songs. Okay, I'll take your word for it. No, yeah, I haven't heard that. <laughs> um, yeah, no, it's a great song. I mean, Apple Blossom. I think every anybody who's who's searched the White Stripes music review podcast and found us somehow is gonna. Probably be on board that Apple Blossom is a pretty good song. Yeah, it's really good. The melodies were nice. Um, yeah. Just a nice chill song. Kind of brought the energy down from the rest of the album. Yeah. And like it kind of happened at the like right time of the album. Yeah, especially after three songs that I think were pretty heavy on the on the uh, on the old, old hot sauce there with the distortion. Um, 
yeah. and uh you know bluesy riffs and then you get this nice little acoustic that's just yeah and and i agree that jack white somehow his singing matches whatever song he's doing i just i just like i don't it'd know it'd be I cool just, if he was better at it yeah it'd be cool if you're like john mayer or something yeah man. he had like a smooth voice but yeah you're, you're, the voice yeah. matches the guitar perfectly in it and it's just a, it's a great little song yeah so so next we got i'm bound to pack it up I'm bound to pack it up. Another kind of, um, I wouldn't say it's acoustic, but he... It's he, a slow song. It's a slower song. Um, he's got uh, he, an, an, a bright effect on the guitar, and he's playing he's playing a D chord up and down the neck mm-hmm. and, and doing pull-offs, which I fucking love that. The Beatles did that for a, for a song. A bunch of other artists have, have, have used a D chord, and they'll do like pull-offs to make it sound fuller, and I love that. Um I don't want to say this is a forgettable song because I don't think it's a forgettable song for me, um, but it it doesn't it's not your it's not what everyone knows the White Stripes for that sound, mm-hmm. um, but I do think it shows another side to it and I think it's done really well. Um, it's just a different it's a different kind of song. It's all it's a little country. I would have liked this song a lot better if it was somewhere else on the album because just having like the two slow songs just right back to back. But then the rest of the album being like moderately high energy. Yeah. It was just like. This should have been placed somewhere yeah, else. Where it was like, serve as like a palate cleanser. Mm-hmm. You know, like we went hard for a bit. Now let's take it easy before we go hard again. Yeah. So yeah. Um, that was pretty much my only hang up with the song. I, I Like similar to you, it was kind of forgettable. But I think that just has to do with where it was on the album. Yeah. No, I agree. Yeah. Um, yeah. <clears throat> So up next, we got Death Letter. Death Letter, a song originally by blues artist whose name is Sun House. Sun House. Yeah. Um, he, uh, his version is is actually mainly like, is I wouldn't say it's mainly just kind of like vocal with like a little bit of per, like beat that he kind of does with a little bit of guitar. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've I've... If I remember, this song is the one where it goes John the Revelator. Or no, that's canon. Never mind. That's a different song. Um, but Death Letter. Um, yeah, original song. This one, I I feel like is too fucking long because it's very repetitive. Um, having one riff that you play for almost five minutes is yes. fucking absurd. Yes. Like, it's a pretty good riff. Like... As far as a blues riff goes, which I'm not a fan of, this was pretty good to me. And it's in, uh, it's in drop D. I know you love drop D. Oh, I like drop F sharp, but yeah, <laughs> it's not a real fucking tuning. Yeah, it is. I know it is. Yeah. But it shouldn't be. Okay, it's Architects tuning. <laughs> Their new album comes out soon. Actually, comes it's out. It's in out. Two hours. No, it's out. Oh, because it's nine o'clock. Yeah. yeah. Um. Um. Yeah, that definitely got old fast. And <laughs> also, my note about it is like blues riff into a basic drum beat in the vocals what is this a white stripe song because <laughs> like, at this point i realized like man they really just do the same intro just yeah every single song so yeah i mean can't fault the white stripes for it because yeah. it's not their song yeah. um i feel like they made it their song though yeah they i would never guess that it's a cover it's just like it sounded it's, like it's them. so jack white sounding yeah like stylistically yeah it yeah, when you listen to this song and then Little Bird, you're like, I can see where like he would have gotten like one of these songs from the other one. 
Yeah. Um, so, yeah, you'd think that Death Letter, after listening to Little Bird, would have been along the same lines. Um, it is a little bit repetitive. I do like the the deeper sounding guitar on it. It's I think they did a good job with it. Um, I'd probably say it's even better than the original. Um, I'll have to agree with you. I haven't heard the original. Yeah, I know you haven't. Um, but yeah, it was a. It was all right, and I would say could be improved by being cut in half in terms oh, of yeah. length. Oh yeah, no, it's very <laughs> repetitive. I do like the lyrics though. It's very, um, it's very strange. Just a, it's a weird song. Yeah. Just when you think about it, but then when you when you hear like you know where it came from, you know, fucking the tw- the 30s. Yeah. Uh, you know, in the fucking Louisiana, and like. Jesus. A, lo- a lot of Jack White stuff kind of sounds like it came out of a time machine. Like, it sounds yeah. like early 2000s, but somehow at the same time, like the 30s, 20s-ish. Yeah. Yeah, no, you're, yeah. Yeah, you're 100% right. His, yeah. his influence from the, like, Delta <coughs> Blues is... is yeah. It's so incredible. Like, I would I would almost go have to go through all of his albums, but there's probably one cover of, like, a blues song... Like, not like, you know, like a B.B. King blues song, like an old 20s, 30s Delta Blues style blues song mm-hmm. um, on there. Uh, but yeah, so uh, Death Letter, uh, it's a it's an iconic blues song, and yeah. I think that they did, did a good job with it. Cool. So next we got Sister, Do You Know My Name. Um, forgettable fucking song. Is Jack depressed because he kind of sounds depressed? <laughs> it's a forgettable fucking song, honestly. Um yeah so um next we got <laughs> yeah that's, that's truth doesn't make a noise truth doesn't make a noise so this one does something that i love when the guitar follows the vocals yeah um in a way uh i kind of like that and and there's like one riff that just like it just really sets it apart um the main riff sets it apart it's just a it's a when you when it starts out, you're like, ah, but it kind of brings you back up a little bit. It's not a showstopper or yeah. anything like that. This isn't a song that I would want him to play live. Yeah. But it doesn't take away from the rest of the album. Yeah. So, um, this song it sounds like um, Jack White was like, you know what, I'm gonna give Jen to try, um, because <laughs> like you got that like super like low on the neck, uh, kind of like riffing. And then you have like the piano, like riffing in addition to it, yeah. and it's kind of like the pairing of ingent music of a rhythm think... guitar and a lead guitar doing like all like the tapping up high up on the neck. Well, I didn't even think about that. Dun, 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 dun. I didn't even think about <laughs> yeah. that. That's fucking. And like that's... I was listening to it, I was like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> you're just like, ah. oh fuck, <laughs> doing God's work, Jackie boy. <laughs> He is Catholic, or was? Is, is, yeah, is he still? Can you probably? Are you allowed to make rock music and be Catholic? I thought that was like against the rules. I mean, maybe in the fifties. <laughs> uh, but yeah, like this was a nice middle ground of uh, it, it, the yeah. grittier rock sound and their slow chill sound. I would, yeah, that's the perfect way of putting um, it. And it's right in the middle of the album too. Yeah, the, this would have almost served well as a, uh, uh, f- like really early in the album song because like it's so uh like encompassing of the rest of the vibe of the album that it would have really served well toward the start it's like uh here's what our tricks look like 
now like when they hit you on the album it won't like kind of take you out of the experience because you'll kind of like got a taste of that yeah here's all of our ingredients <laughs> and then each song will be like one ingredient yeah yeah i get what you're saying yeah. um yeah no i it's I, the way you put it i actually kind of the the way you described it made me like it a little bit better oh, okay not, not what i expected of this episode but yeah, yeah. <laughs> all right so up next we got boys best friend this is a weird song <laughs> But somehow, I feel like it works. It's way too long at 4 minutes and 22 seconds. Yeah. Um, based on the first chord, I think this boy's best friend is drinking to forget. That's my best friend. <laughs> this is, like, such a fucking depressing sounding song. and uh, Especially at the end when it says the boy's best friend is his mom. <laughs> I'd even hear that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's how it ends. Um, um yeah, um, my note was this song lasts way too long without actually going anywhere. It's just so... Yeah, yeah, it is it's another repetitive song. Yeah. That's unfortunately very stylistic in the blues, though. Yeah. Very repetitive. Um, and it's usually not with choruses. That's what's catchy. It's with verses, which yeah. I, I've... That's just an unfortunate char- characteristic of the blues, I feel like. Yeah. Um yeah yeah so um boy's best friend i it's it's got the guitar saves it i think yeah the guitar work was really good but it was just such a dreary sad song that it was just like okay we're doing this again <laughs> yeah no you're you're, you're 100 percent right um so yeah all right next song is let's build a home um so what was the intro what like the talking oh like was that like jack talking to and like his meg talking to their kid or something or was they it... don't have a kid um i don't know what it was i tried looking into it but wait I could only... wait 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 what they, what? Don't, they don't have they don't have a kid together then who's jack's kid who goes to the same schools the fucking dude? with one of his other wives oh, okay uh that uh karen chick okay. Okay. i was telling you about um, is she a Karen or is her name Karen? Her name is Karen okay. something. Okay. Um, um, no, uh, so Jack, the, I don't know what that is. It does, it does, you can hear Jack, you can hear what sounds like Jack talking to a woman and a child. Yeah. Um, but I don't know what it is. Okay. I tried looking into it and I couldn't find anything. I could only find something on uh, the next song, Jumble Jumble. Yeah. Um, which has an intro similar which how long is the intro in this one like 15 20 seconds of them talking and this kid's fucking trying to sing a song yeah i hate that sort of shit yeah i hate it so fucking much yeah but this is a fucking good song yeah no it's a fucking banger it's got tons of energy slaps holy shit slaps hard it's in my notes yeah it slaps (laughs) so Um, hard and this was one of the least bad performances out of meg so gotta give this one a gold star this Uh, one didn't sound as rigid um Mm -hmm. yeah just high energy fucking tons of fun at an hour 58 like or not an hour 58 a minute 58 (laughs) that's why i drink on the podcast uh so i have an excuse for being dumb um at a minute 58 (laughs) it's it's perfect length. I yeah. I mean I I'd say it's on a little bit on the short side, yeah. but for the song, everything fucking hits. It ends sooner. It leaves you wanting more. Yeah. Uh and 
it's just a great song. I mean, with the 15, 20 fucking seconds at the front end of the the Yeah. It's almost it's pretty much only a minute and a half at that point. Yeah. 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 So it, it's just a it's a fucking you're just like yeah. the f- And this is this is his punk roots from the 80s Detroit show. Yeah. When you're when you know he's this is like oh fuck power chords here we go yeah like like it's got a little bit of like and it, uh, the drums were soulful in it you yeah know, like, it's got a little bit of that uh uh black flag like hardcore influence yeah it's yeah. really fucking good yeah i i like this song and, that, and that's why i'm surprised this was not your favorite yeah no um pretty much the reason the thing that sets uh pretty good looking for a girl above this song is the intro like i like you said, is just dumb, shouldn't be there. And then I'll know, like, uh, pretty good looking for a girl, just definitely has like a lot more like power and vibe to it, where it's just like yeah. it's much more cohesively a song. Well, this is like a really good jam. Yeah. And you're pretty good looking. Um, the Burn way it's out. the way it starts out, you know, you have like an intro and it goes, it, it kind of, you, oh yeah, you're pretty good looking, and then kind of crash yeah. for a girl, and it like it grabs your attention. Yeah. So that's I I understand yeah. that. Like this song, this one's slaps. really good. Yeah. This one is a like oh fuck here like damn this is like kind of like that thing where we were talking about in the last song where it shows one of their ingredients. Yeah. That like punk power chord yeah. kind of side of it, and you're like. I can I see where a lot of their other stuff comes from now because of this one song. Yeah. Yeah, let's build um, a home. Good song. And then we got Jumble Jumble. Jumble Jumble. So quick fact on this one. This is what I found out. Um, that little intro where they're speaking French uh, apparently was a, a um, recording of a Canadian radio broadcast. Um, okay. And that's where they were speaking in French because it was in French-Canadian territory, wherever the fuck that is. Um, just speak Canadian. It's not that fucking difficult. <laughs> oh dear. Hey. <laughs> eh? uh, um, uh, and apparently the the radio broadcaster ended up suing the White Stripes like six years later for, you know, using yeah. it without their permission. Uh, I don't know what happened to it. It got settled out of court, as most things do. So yeah. Um. Um. But the song, I I like this song. It's yeah, another one it's of those another high energy fun. It's let's build a home, the punk with a little bit of of bluesy dash. A little bit more riff. Yeah, riff little, in it. A little more riffage. Yeah, yeah. It's got a little bit more um, riffage in it, and this one's only a minute fifty three too. Yeah. Um. So like, I was just wondering while I was listening to this song, uh, like where were bangers like this in the middle of the song when I wanted to shoot myself with a shotgun <laughs> oh, the, like, middle of the album the middle of the album felt like what kurt cobain's final moments were oh. and then this <laughs> oh. this is good <laughs> yeah no, um jumble jumble like when it's one of those things that's like i would like the song 10 percent more if that little intro was not added yeah i don't um, understand the artistic creativity behind it it's more of like yeah. I'm not gonna put this on a playlist because of that. Yeah. Like I don't want to be in a car with a girl that I'm like taking on a date and like this song comes on and it's like this these two French people talking through a fucking radio and it's like they're speaking French. Zéro fois, oh non, je peux plus. Ah, 
Like, what the fuck are we listening to? And then all of a sudden it goes, Ding! and like, like um, okay. That that actually that actually brings up a really good question for me. Um, let's finish out this song, though. Uh, again, I get it. You can bend chords to represent how sad you are. Um, doesn't mean you need to every other note. Um, all right, so this song was really fun for me to listen to. But what kind of music do you listen to in the car when you're on a first date with a girl? Like, do you... It's been so long. <laughs> but, like, do you, like, kind of sit in the pocket and, like, do the more, like... I don't know, like, all-encompassing friendly music, like Panic at the Disco music when you're in the car? Or do you, like, get a little bit closer to what you actually like? Because I don't listen to music I like when I'm in a car with a girl. Oh, you can't. People would be like, this man's about to fucking ass-rate me and murder me. Yeah. (laughs) Because the song just said those words. (laughs) (laughs) Um, No, this will be... This uh, this is a good topic. Um, So, I I love creating playlists on Spotify. It's like, I'll stay up an hour and a half later extra extra every night doing that and with certain situations in mind like this um i i have the last one that i went on um i didn't get to play music because i was so nervous i didn't actually fucking plug my phone in and play we just talked the whole time like fucking psychopaths um uh but yeah no i'll usually have a playlist of a little bit that's a little more poppy it'll be panic at the disco um and more poppy versions of bands that i like like their poppy songs like like if i'll throw fever in by the black keys you know which is a seven nation army ripoff but i won't go there um it's the fucking same exact fucking progression just Instead of on the A string, it's on the E string. Fucking blatant ripoff. Uh, um, but yeah, no, I'll 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 throw in Panic in the Disco and be like, hey, look, I'm progressive. Yeah, I'm definitely not like banging out like Slaughter to Prevail or Knocked Loose. Or yeah, Knuckle anything. Puck. Well, Knuckle Puck's fine. They're Is up. It? They're upbeat, sad pop punk. Never listened to them. So no, I just ba- that. Based on a. But like the I'm, kind of girls I'm into, I can usually I usually stick with pop punk. I'm also um I'm also before I go on a date, I, I feel like music is a pretty big thing in my life. So I've talked about it and talked about what, you know, kind of music I love. More than likely guitars come up because I have to show them that I am actually good at something and can stick with something for more than, you know, a year. Yeah. And like, hey, I've been Dude, playing guitar since I was 15, so. That, that's me with cooking, man. Yeah, like, look, I can, I have a skill that yeah. is, that can impress you, but do nothing else. Like, I feel like that, it, uh, I feel like cooking is a skill that can do more than just impress. No, I know, like I'm talking about yeah. my skill. Yeah, but no, that's something that's really, um underrated amongst guys i think just having a fucking skill that like can also impress like i don't know i feel like so many guys these days like oh yeah i just play video games and drink and smoke and hang out with my friends you want to come over and watch me play video games you want to know something that happened this this tonight speaking of skills i i i'm so i went to the store across the street uh, and I was looking in the automotive section for some stuff that I wanted to get for the garage so I yeah. can ha- refill my shit. Cause you know, I'm pretty mechanically apt. knowledgeable. Yeah. And this girl who works for the store walked by several times the aisle that I was in and I was like, what? And at one point she walked by, turned, looked at me 
And the only thought that I had going through my head, like she's probably gonna like ask me if hey, I are you finding everything all right? Everything okay. And then she just turned and walked away. And I was like, <laughs> she just looked at you and was like, "He's got it." Yeah, that's kind of what my <laughs> thought was. Was like she, but then she kept walking by and looking at me. Dude, maybe she was trying to work up the courage to ask you to bang. I thought that she was going to ask me if I could, like, change her oil or, like, hey, my car is doing this. What's what's wrong with it? That's what I thought she was doing. And that's, like, what made me think of, like, the skill thing is, like, yeah, I can I can change your oil and fucking replace your wiper blades. See, like, when someone walks by me like that <laughs> and I'm like, oh, man, are they going to ask me what shirt they should pair with those pants? <laughs> <laughs> oh, um yeah so now nah, i mostly listen to pop punk bangers on a first date which like i a, feel like with with my women type of women. our age yeah the ones you should be dating uh, <laughs> um are uh are are going to probably be like oh man yeah i remember this classic because you know they're yeah. probably listening to like fucking cardi b and Megan this stallion. Well, no, I I actually probably listen to like some of the newer stuff also, a lot more, like uh, the Wonder Years and stuff like that. Not so much like Fred Blink One Eighty Two. <laughs> yes. Fred Savage has a band. No. Oh. <laughs> um. The Wonder Years is a band. <laughs> Just. It's also a TV the, show. Yeah. But I think it's more famous. <laughs> a bit. <laughs> um. I don't know the the Wonder Years band is pretty big. Like several million monthly listeners. Spotify big. Yeah, the, the show is still bigger. Yeah, because you have all those old people who used to yeah. watch it. Um, yeah. Well, they'll be dead soon. Hopefully, um, fucking ruining this country. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck the forty-four right. and over demographic. All right. So up next, we got "Why Can't You Be Nicer to Me." So this is a song I know you hate because the main riff is like "bend, bend, bend." I should yeah? I should count it. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, 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 Why can't dun, you be dun, nice dun, to me? Dun, dun, dun. A thousand fucking times. <laughs> like, I get it. You only had you only had one idea, and you tried to milk it for five fucking minutes. Okay. Oh, uh, it was three minutes and twenty-two seconds. Felt <laughs> like a fucking eternity. I I like this song. I know why you don't like it because of the bends and the blues and the. Well, it's not even that. No one should play three chord or three like strums, three distinct strums, a hundred fucking times in one song. It is. Uh, <laughs> I I get where you're coming with the repetitiveness, and that's that is a. Uh, as my as as I've gotten older and my my music taste of expanded thanks to you and your gent my, my hardcore your pop and your yeah your hardcore i i i don't want to say that i've grown a distaste for it but it's worn thin on me like it listening yeah. to a four minute song of the same riff over and over again has proven to be a little bit more well, difficult but i appreciate kinda, it where you're kind of like okay maybe this isn't the best thing i still like it but Maybe there is more to music than one riff for four minutes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or, you know, three notes for four minutes. <laughs> Go fuck your punk shit there, bud. <laughs> fucking how many chords is uh, um, uh, that one fucking Dead Kennedy song? The famous one. Oh, Holiday in Cambodia? No, the other one. Uber Alice. Oh. That's the three fucking chords that they play up and down the fucking neck. Yeah, but it doesn't just sound the same the whole song, where it's literally just like 
the same exact thing. Like, it sounds like he just played those three notes, then went on a computer. Control C. Control V. Control V. Control V. Control V. Control V. Control V. Okay, time to add something a little bit different there. Control V. Control V. Control V. And just sat there and just was like, all right, there, I wrote a song. I'm a genius. Blues music. <laughs> I don't know what. You, I don't know where the disconnection is, Taryn, for you. Like, oh, that is blues music. Line phone call. Same um, same thing as uh, uh, as D- making a DC movie. <laughs> Just keep doing the same thing over and over again, and people fucking hate it. I mean, let's be real. Marvel's the same thing over and over again, but it's good. <laughs> yeah, they somehow pull it out. It's not yeah. the same thing over and over again. All right. <laughs> You got the hero. He's on top of his fucking game. He is the bee's knees, the cat's pajamas. Oof, Black Panther. Come on, that's way too on the nose. (laughs) (laughs) A bad guy shows up, knocks him down a peg. He realizes he's not as great as he was. Then he has to go on a journey of retribution and bringing back his strength. And then while he's the underdog, he fights the villain and wins. Am I describing Spider-Man Homecoming? Am I describing Black Panther? Am I describing Winter Soldier? Am I describing all of the Iron Man movies? I don't think Winter... I don't, uh, not I Iron Man 1. Not I Iron wouldn't 1. classify Winter Soldier as that one uh, because um, Captain America, I didn't... Like, yeah, he was doing his thing, but then he was... He wasn't knocked in the down a peg. Of a he, yeah, he was in the middle of a coup. So that's that's yeah. different. That's a spy thriller. That's a great yeah. one. But I get where you're coming from. Just the Marvel Cinematic Universe somehow is able to make it the same cookie cutter shit, but but they knock it out of the fucking on. park. Yeah, they make it different somehow, and you yeah. don't notice that until you break it down. Yeah, formulaically. Um, um, but yeah, why can't you be nice for me? I like it. I understand why you don't. Yep. Um, your southern can is mine. Oh, fuck is this, yes. Is this a cover? This is a cover okay. by my favorite blues musician. So then um, I'm going to run my biggest criticism by you. And if it's by the original blues musician. This one is accurate to a T. So so um, starts off really good. Just right out. With a guitar uh, riff. Right out the get-go. I loved it. Then some fucking moron... <laughs> in a writer's room at some point or just alone in their fucking basement decided to say from revelations back to genesee who the fuck ma- it's genesis first off oh back to genesee it's genesee is it- that is the dumbest sounding fucking thing i swear to god it is the worst decision i've ever heard in my life i can't fucking stand it every time i heard it i just skipped the song i finally just had to start the song about 30 seconds in so that i wouldn't hear it i'm looking this lyric up because i don't think they... oh yeah i always heard it as tennessee it's from revelation it, it's the bible it, it, from revelation no, yeah yeah i know that but i just always thought it was from revelations back to tennessee because it was yeah. a blues song um well taryn <laughs> Listen here, you fuck. <laughs> that is the way Blind Willie McTell sang it. I hate it. Uh, and it. It just sounds so pretentious. It's like those people who insist on using like French pronunciations. Well, how else like, are you supposed to get Genesis to rhyme with me? You don't have to rhyme. That's well, the, that's this, not, it's not a rule. This fist Genesis me. Yeah, you don't you don't have to rhyme. I know, but 
It's like people who are like, it's not croissant, it's croissant. Like those fucking people. That's what Genesee sounds like. Well, Blind Willie McTell's dead, so. <laughs> All right, well, I'd, love to, I'd love for you to tell he him. He gets what he fucking deserves. <laughs> I mean, sure, he'd probably be like 150 if he was alive right now. But He was yeah. born in 1898. It's 122. Yeah, it's still too old. <laughs> I mean, there are there are people who are 108. Yeah, you know? that's too fucking old. There's a nun who just survived COVID and is 113. When you're at, <laughs> when you're at seven billion people, there's such a thing as too old. Yeah, <laughs> you need to um, fucking go. <laughs> this I'd say is probably my my favorite cover. Yeah, the rest the of the song's good. <laughs> I enjoyed the rest of it. Um. <laughs> This my favorite part. I think this is a perfect song to end the album too, because it's a great cover. Oh yeah, and they do it to to a T the way that it was originally done. Like obviously the only difference, I think the guitar is better mm-hmm. than Blind Willie McTell. I think Justin Jack White's a better guitarist. The sound is better. The 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 um, instrument itself is just better made and produced than what Blind Willie McTell was using. Um, back in the fucking 20s or 30s and 40s when he recorded this. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, it's done very accurately. Like Death Letter, he took a lot of um, artistic yeah, liberties with it. Mm-hmm. Um, and this one, he, he, he does a little bit, but just to make it sound newer um and then the way it ends the the very last part of the song where you hear an actual recording of a producer talking to blind willie mctell oh, I didn't know that's what that was yeah no, no that's yeah. A, that's an actual recording like an outtake of it and they threw it in at the end of the song and you hear yeah. the producer going like are y'all are y'all right willie like uh, you, you seem you seem a little shook up he's like oh i'm all right i'm you know just a little shook up uh i was in an automobile accident last night i'm all shook up brother but uh but i'll i'll be fine you're like, that's so fucking cool, and then just that's the end of the album. Yeah, it's just like um, a fun. It's this yeah. was this was an album that was made for no one, but somehow needed to be made. Yeah, like it definitely just sounds like it was like uh, almost like one of those like really niche art installations where it's just like, but it's actual art. Yeah, <laughs> well, like you know, like he he just like made it and put it out there, and it was like it was really smart. It was really like uh, like artistically forward especially for the time where like he just pulled new or i pulled old into the present and added a bunch of new to it to just make a completely different animal Mm -hmm. and uh it was just like i don't think if he made this it would ever have got like made to this caliber like it was either jack white was gonna make this or no one was going to you could say the Black Keys were uh, going to make this anyway, but I don't think they were. I do think there's a lot of ripoff from the Black Keys and to the White Stripes. But Influence is what I call it. Yeah, but like I don't think the Black Keys would have... I think they would have probably still been a band. They're two talented guys who probably knew each other before they ever heard the White Stripes. Oh, yeah. Um, no, definitely. So they, they probably would have made music. They just wouldn't have made the music that they ended up making. I think they would have just made something probably in the same ballpark, like stylistically, but... I think what Jack White did for garage rock and bluesy rock definitely like created like what the genre is. Yeah, yeah. Which, huge yeah, props absolutely. to Jack making basically like making a whole genre around what you did is insane. Yeah, no, yeah. It, it, you 
if you talk about garage rock, you have to talk about the white stripes. Yeah. Um, and it's just, yeah, it's like one of those things been talking about, you know, I mean, talking about any rock music and, and mentioning the Beatles. Like yeah. every, every musician is influenced by them. Yeah. Every rock musician. Now I think there's so many different influences. I feel like the white stripes are the Beatles of the garage rock. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. genre, but yeah, it's, um, D still is it's it's a it's an get, interesting album. It's very niche. I I will say it's very niche. Uh, I can see why it's like the kind of like underground fan favorite album. Like mm-hmm. I get I definitely see where like that comes from. Where it's like yeah, it's not Seven Nation Army. It's not going to be the one played in arenas and shit. Yeah, but it's like it's got a lot of that flavor that you don't find otherwise. Yeah, and. And this was after they had already released their first album. They still weren't famous. Like Jack White still had his upholstering shop yeah. that he did. Yeah. Um, and he he finally shut it down so he could go do a world tour, you know, yeah. actually tour and and promote the band. Um, yeah. And it was just like that's like the, you know, like the band is putting everything in it. You yeah. Know? Um. So yeah, you know, I think this is kind of a a, a, a one that kind of showed our differences in music you yeah because you I, I your viewpoints on the on the underproduced yeah underproduction of the album i think our our i think if he were to sit right here uh See, he would like, say he would say that is was done on purpose which i know your qualms with that yeah but it's, um no, I, I actually would very much not want to sit down and talk with him. Not because, like, I wouldn't want to have the debate, but because I know he wouldn't actually give the debate. Because just from what I've seen of him, his whole stance would be like, well, I'm a musical genius, Jack White, so, you know, those are my decisions, so they're the correct decisions. And it's like, no. Well, I <laughs> when it comes to art, the dude yeah. who fucking duct taped the banana up to the wall would have the same argument. And it's art. It's all yeah. fucking opinion. Yeah. That's why we. That's why there's fucking seventeen thousand YouTube channels <laughs> that have shit falling hey. off the walls. Oh dear. All right. No, he's our guest. Fuck him. <laughs> oh, shit's falling off the yeah. walls. Um, oh yeah, it's because it's covering the uh, TV stand thing that was here when we moved in. Yeah. Whatever. I think we could unscrew it. <laughs> yeah. Fuck it. Put a um, strip up there. <laughs> Um, but yeah, but, but no, I, um, I enjoyed the album more than I thought I would, but that doesn't mean I enjoyed the album that much. Uh, I know, cause, cause it, it's just not my cup of tea, but that's okay because I took away a lot of, uh, Jack's like musical genius from it where like how musically forward he was and in inventing his own thing. Um, I, I, w- I, yeah, he, he's, he took all these influences, punk, I mean, old country like Loretta Lynn and yeah. Johnny Cash and and all these guys, and and then like the teens and twenties and thirties blues music yeah. that nobody listened to, that nobody started even listening to until the sixties and seventies, yeah, because it was they were black and yeah. and they were and that mo- wasn't okay. Yeah, for, it wasn't okay yeah. to listen to blues music, and and yeah. um and he took all these things and then made it somehow apply to today yeah and sound good it's, yeah that's yeah that was that's fantastic um so yeah this was definitely a better representation of like 
artistic and visionary skill than like the kind of skill that you get when someone's trying to show off how talented they are. And I appreciate like the differences there because he's a phenomenal guitarist, but you're never going to catch him playing like Polyphia kind of like level of difficulty guitar because that's not the skill he's trying to show. He's not trying to be like, look at how amazing I am at guitar. It's look at how like well thought out my music is and like how like visionary it is. And I appreciate that. Like I can't knock him for that for being. Oh, but I mean with Polyphia, I've, I feel like that's they're pretty they're, visionary. They're visionary <laughs> yeah. and like look what I can fucking do. Yeah. <laughs> um fucking Tim. <laughs> yeah, Tim Henson, man. But yeah, no, like just watching watching Jack White play live cuz I've I've seen him live and yeah. and like his performance on SNL was amazing. His, he's so fucking energetic, man, and yeah. what he's doing is just I don't know. He is like that guy. He so Back to the Future, number one, at the end of when Marty McFly is playing Johnny B. Good, he's yeah. fucking going off. And and just the band is like, what the fuck? And they're like not able to really keep up because they yeah. don't know what this is. Yeah. I feel like Jack White has somehow been able to concentrate that and, and have that Apply same sort of energy. <laughs> and just that fucking, just that fucking crazy jamming guy yeah. and able to make it work with a band. Yeah. Like it's, it, you know... So basically, he's like the band Fish. I'm kidding. <laughs> I've never listened to Fish. I do not enjoy Fish. Uh, what are they? They're a jam band. Other than a fucking Ben & Jerry's ice cream. Uh, they're a jam band that's just like, it's kind of like if every member of the band did what Jack does, does when he goes like high energy, kind of off the rails from the script. Imagine if everyone in the band did that. Like that one song on that Altered State album, the end song. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, oh, fuck all fish. right. So to give it my final score, I give it a high four. Oh, yeah. It's just because I would never listen to any of this music again. And it's not at all to my musical taste. Um, I'm not going to put it at the middle because it's just like it's I don't want to say below what I listen to, but in terms of taste, it's below what I listen to <laughs> in terms of, but it's so artistically good. I can't say like it's bad. So it's bad for me to listen to, but it's not bad. No, I get what yeah. you're saying. I give this, I give this a, a, a strong seven. Strong seven. Yeah. It, it's one of my more favorite white stripes albums there's a few of them like get behind me satan um uh that uh that's a great song title <laughs> that's an album title so oh, they oh, don't have a, a song that, oh, okay. that uh, get behind me satan there's another one i can't remember what it's called their last few albums like you know where they had their fucking top hit seven nation army icky thump and all that on those albums i can't really get into those ones or elephant i can't really get into that one like they're great albums but this one and the first one, White Blood Cells, are like my favorite. Okay. So uh, oh, there's so. All oh, right. That so, was the White Stripes. Um, it'll be a long time before we listen to another one. <laughs> the podcast <laughs> will be over before we listen yeah. to another one. Um. The steel. The steel. The style. And now, for next week, we'll be coming at you. All the way from 1989. You're the one who's bringing the old shit. With legendary four-piece 
glam metal band Motley Crue's Dr. Feelgood. Oh, God, I am ready for this. This is the album that first, first introduced me to metal, so I'm pretty jazzed to review this. My first kind of taste of harder music when I was about 10, 11 years old, sitting in the car while my dad was in the liquor store. Kickstart My Heart came on the radio, and the rest is history. Um, So, okay, we're going to listen to the 19am song album feel good are we gonna listen to the demos that are on there um no no demos okay so that, we'll just go just, to, down to just, time for a change thanks so, spotify for giving us like the exclusive version or something so um i i know motley Crue's hits so yeah I, I know dr feel good i know kickstart my heart that's probably all you know from the album maybe i might know same old situation or i might be getting confused with an aerosmith song but you know they're all the same <laughs> what? <laughs> no, Aerosmith is not that great. Um, which is funny because I like a couple Aerosmith songs, um, but the rest of their shit is shit. It's like the Rolling Stones. You've done too much. You've ruined what you had was good. I I don't know. I've never like really enjoyed the Rolling Stones. Like <laughs> their early stuff, like in the early, yeah. you know, the early to mid. Paint of Black was pretty good. Paint of but... Black is good. I can't get into Satisfaction. Their album Out of Their Heads is great, um, but they're fucking. 80s garbage their 90s garbage they did kind of pull it around in the early 2010s mm-hmm. they had a like a single come out doom and gloom which i think is a good fucking song um but yeah no i'm i'm excited for dr feel good i can remember that one yeah um, that's a definitely an album that i we'll, yeah we'll enjoy. I, <laughs> I haven't really listened to anything other than the hits of motley crew i've seen the the fucking netflix movie Oh, dirt? Uh, dirt! Yeah, that's a good fucking movie, dude. Great fucking yeah. movie. Yeah. Um, so I'm excited. Um, yeah. surprisingly, like Machine Gun Kelly is, uh, uh, Tommy Lee was fucking amazing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, <clears throat> so catch us next week while we talk about uh Motley Crue's Doctor Feel Good. Motley Crue, and Mo- we won't. We won't. Motley Crow. <laughs> we won't mention your original PS username, PlayStation username of Saints oh. of LA. <laughs> As you say it, Saints Los Angeles. You don't have that one anymore. Yeah, I haven't had it in a long time. I still use Saints a lot, though. Yeah, you do. Yeah. You, lately, I'm mostly just tearing it up. Actually, I think I'm now only tearing it up on all platforms. Why? I, I don't care. What are they going to add me on Steam? <laughs> I don't care. Dude, if someone from. If someone listened to this and then added me on Steam, that'd be fucking dope. Added you on PlayStation so you could play Smite? Yeah. Add Darren, tearing it up on Smite. Yeah, I'll I'll jungle for you. I don't fucking care. I'll solo. I don't know what these are. Yeah, I know. That's what I'm saying. All right. All right this so, is, this is us. Our slide. Nope. Yep. No, we have to say where you can go find us and tell oh, us. Oh yeah, we got to plug our dumb shit. Counts. Um, are we gonna have merch? No. Why would we have merch? Because have I, you ever seen someone wear podcast merch? No, I wanted like a custom molded dildo. Me, you know what? If we get a hundred people who say they would want one, we'll do it. Okay, cool. You, you you'll have to help me with the molding. <laughs> Never mind. To, you got to keep me up. <laughs> Never mind. Uh, no custom dildos. Um. Anyway. All right. So um, you can catch us on Twitter at um at surprising twit. You can catch us on Instagram on surprisingly podcast. 
That's it. Okay. And then uh, if you're listening to us on YouTube, check out the Surprisingly Sober podcast over on Spotify. If you're listening to us on Spotify, also feel free to check us out on YouTube where you can actually like leave comments, tell us how shit we are. And if you're listening to us on Apple Music, you can always download Spotify and improve Listen your life. Platform. Yeah. Get off the Apple tit. Yeah. Because let's face it, Apple's <clears throat> doing nothing good for computers and like technological uh, progression, but you know, yeah, they're just making their own shit and piggybacking off yeah. everyone else's dude. Like they're, progression. they're so okay. Let, let's like say like people who make computers are like Democrats, okay? Like the ones like behind like Nvidia and stuff like that. They're the AOCs, you know. They're the ones actually pushing innovation. Apple's like a Pelosi. They're just sitting there, fucking like taking credit for all the good shit that's happening. Well, they're not doing jack shit. They're just lazy fucking lifer democrats and that's what apple is anyway <laughs> thanks for listening to us check some surprisingly sober we'll get into more of that <laughs> i don't even know what the fuck i was saying there that was apparent it was very apparent all right we are r slash signing off Bye. <laughs> all right let's see what ashley oh she sent me a video